have its way in this place tonight. I believe the Lord can do some great marvelous things in this house tonight. Hallelujah. We may just be surprised for this thing's over with. What God can do in this service tonight. Let's don't look for it tomorrow, next week, but let's look for it now. Let's look for it in this service that God can bless and do a miraculous work in this place tonight. Those of you that are able to stand and honor the man of God, let's stand as he comes to this pulpit and bring forth the Word of God. We need the Word of God like never before. The power of that Word come forth in this hour and day. Bendale, let's give Brother McCain a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Feel what we're feeling? Amen. I like what I feel and I feel what I like. Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. I'd like for you to play a little of that. For I told this young couple tonight with that baby, they need to believe from right now forward. Amen. That that baby's made every whole. whole. When the little Shunammite woman come to the prophet, everybody knows what the need was. And the prophet, and God, God knew. But the prophet said, is it well with thee? She said, it is. Said, is it well with our husband? She said, it is. Then it's going to be well with the child. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe this mom and daddy's got a desire to do it right. Hallelujah. God said, suffer the little children to come unto him. For such as these are the kingdom of God. Sis, I can see the, the love and compassion when you're holding that baby. Can I tell you something? God loves it more than that. And God loves us just like you love that little baby. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that God won't do for his children. Hallelujah. I'm believing it. I'm believing it. Amen. Amen. I've seen God work many, many miracles <clears throat> in our family and with other families. And God's no respecter of person tonight. Amen. But God... God, I believe God gave you a miracle. God's got more miracles than we got needs. Amen. Got more miracles than we got needs. If you're here tonight, you're not here by accident. And uh, I told Brother Moore, <laughs> I told him, I said, Brother, I don't want to linger the service. I said, but don't start. I said, there's some folks that's supposed to. I saw them here today. And I said, they're not here. He said, these folks coming in right now. So I'm telling you, you're not here by accident today. Hallelujah. Amen. I sure feel the Holy Ghost in this house. No telling what God's going to do for us. No telling. Can it an honor and a privilege to come tonight. And uh, I do feel like God spoke to our hearts today. If we're not careful... We know what to do. So many times we know what to do. 
We just neglect to do it. We neglect to do it. How many of you is running old bad tire on a vehicle? <clears throat> you knew it was bad. You know it. But yet you get down the road and you have a blowout or get up and it's, it's gone flat and you're late for work. and You know, we want to we look it up. But we already knew that. We knew that we had neglected it and put it off. And I don't want you to neglect and put off God until it's too late. Amen. We need to, Bible says we make ourselves ready. There's not a convenient time. There's never a convenient season to get right with God. You have to make yourself ready. Hallelujah. I sure feel like God spoke to our hearts tonight. And I want to reach for a soul in this house. Not going to preach long. Very aware of the time and that uh, the people have been so faithful to come. I know that you work labor and you've worked very hard in these altars and uh, I wished I could reward you but God will God will if you'd like to stand for a reading of the word of the Lord thank you sister Moore. book of Hebrews the second chapter beginning at the first verse Hebrews 2 and 1 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time that we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. I need the church to lift your hands and your voice in prayer. Furthermore, if you would, I need you to ask God's anointing on this service. We need to pray in church tonight. As we humble and yield ourselves in your presence tonight, the power of your spirit, the power of your love, God, would move across this congregation into every heart, every soul, mind, and every individual. Our ears of understanding would be open unto the word that's going to be spoken in this place. As you anoint and use Brother McKing, God, as a vessel and a tool of yours, help us receive every promise, help us receive every word, apply it, God, in our spirits, our souls, and our minds. And God, it would redeem us and turn us around and mold us into that that you'd have us to be in this generation with a power and ability God to walk this walk and talk this talk and do the work that you'd have us to do in this hour and generation as we give you thanks and praise and glory for what you're going to do in this place in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray Amen Give the Lord a real good hand and clap of praise Come on now Come on has God been good to you Oh, God is worthy. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
God saw you through another day. Let you come back into the house of the Lord. We ought to come in with a shout. Hallelujah. Come in with a triumph. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So good to be here tonight in uh, this beautiful congregation. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Amen. Amen. This is the rest wherein the weary doth rest. Praise the Lord. You may be seated tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression Disobedience received a just recompense of reward. How shall we escape? Everybody say, how shall we escape? How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? That's what I want to preach on for just a few minutes tonight. Hallelujah. I sure feel the Holy Ghost in this house. If you just lift your hands one more time under the Lord. Come on. Come on. You need to tell God, put a searchlight on my soul right now, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, walk the aisles of this church right now. God, speak to the heart and the mind, God, of every man, woman, boy, and girl. God, you do it in Jesus' name. The church shouted amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The writer, the writer began to admonish the church. That's who he was talking to. Amen. He was talking to somebody that already knew what it was. Amen. To taste of that heavenly gift. And he said, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time that we should let them slip. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I tell you, the devil does not care if you go to hell Amen, off of a bar stool or off of an apostolic pew. Hallelujah. Amen. We can come to the church. We can come and go through the motions of being apostolic, Pentecost, or whatever you want to call yourself. Amen. There's got to be something down on the inside of us. Amen. It's got to be more than just outward appearance. It's got to be more, amen, than just emotion. There's got to be something, uh, amen, that's wrote on the tablets of our heart. Hallelujah. Amen. There's got to be the real baptism of the Holy Ghost down on the inside of a man. And the writer said, I'm just warning you. He said, how do you think you're going to escape the things of this world? He said, if the angels, uh, amen, that rebel, those angels that are reserved, in uh, of darkness tonight as we're having church tonight amen those angels are reserved in darkness amen because of rebellion and the writer said if they did not escape he said how do you think you're going to get by I come to preach to us tonight amen there is no escape except through the church there is no escape except through the blood of Calvary you're not going to get out of this world any other way Amen. That blood has got to be applied. And that name, that precious name, has got to be applied to your soul. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I know the devil loves to tell us it's just another Tuesday night and you're not going to have church tonight. Amen. The minds are scattered. I've come to put you on notice, devil. You can't keep Bendale from having church. You can't keep a move of God. Hallelujah. Run, devil, run. We're going to have a little church in this house tonight. You can be seated. Amen. The writer began to try to expound unto them and tell them the importance of, of not just hearing the word. Amen. But doing the things that we have heard. And he began to tell them about the angels. He said if they're going to receive that just recompense of reward. Amen. For the deeds that they have done. He said how do you think you're going to escape? How do you think you're going to get out of this world alive? I've come to preach to you tonight sir. Amen. I don't care how good a man that you are. You're not good enough to make heaven your home. You got to have the blood applied. It's still an Acts 238 message. Amen. The scripture said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and unto your children and all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And there is no escape in any other. I've had people tell me, brother, I was baptized. I've been baptized. I said, how? How was you baptized? They said, in the Trinity. I've come to preach to you tonight. According to this word of God. Amen. There's only one name that you can be blood bought with. There's only one name. Acts 4 and 12 said, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved hallelujah hallelujah it's still Jesus' name or it's hell tonight. Uh, you said, Brother McCain, I've never heard that before. Uh, I've come to preach to you tonight. There is no trinity uh, in the word of God. Uh, amen. God robed himself in flesh uh, and entered into the back door of his own world. And St. John has said, in the beginning was the word. Uh, and the word was with God. Uh, and the word was God. Uh, and the same was in the beginning with God. Uh, and the 14th verse. And it said, and he became flesh. I said, he became flesh. It became flesh. Does anybody know his name? Hallelujah. 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 Somewhere that blood's got to be applied. Amen. The titles. There's over 1,200 titles. You can be seated. Amen. Father's not a name. It's a title. And son's not a name. It's a title. Amen. Holy Ghost is not a name. It's a title. He's also the Alpha. He's also the Omega. He's also the beginning and the ending and the ancient of age and the everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. But there's just one God. There's just one God. You can't escape out of this world without knowing that one God. Hallelujah. 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 There's just one God. And he said, you can't neglect the things that you have already heard. Amen. He said, how do you think you're going to get by? 
I'm just telling you something tonight. Amen. There's worlds. What they got a spirit in this world. They're saying you can do it any way you want to. I'm just telling you something. You can't do it any way you want to. I had somebody tell me, well, preacher, all roads lead to Rome. I told them, I said, but you're not going to Rome. We're trying to get to heaven. And there's just one church. And there's just one gospel. And there's just one God. And there's just one way. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4 and 5 said one Lord, one faith and one baptism. Hallelujah. I thank God I know who the name belongs to. I thank God. Hallelujah. I know that his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Philip came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, if you would just show us the Father, it'll suffice us. And Jesus said, hey, have you been with me so long that you know not the Father? For I am my my Father are one. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Brother McCain, the Holy Ghost was just for those in the upper room. I beg to pardon with you. Amen, I come to tell you. I come to tell you they told me that too late. Amen, because I got it too. I said I got it too. Amen, but on that same day, amen, when they come out of that upper room, there's 3,000 added to the church. Can I tell you how they did? They didn't get it by signing a card or shaking a preacher's hand. They were born in to the kingdom of God. Whoa, run, devil, run. Amen, somebody's gonna get a hold of it. Somebody's gonna feel it. Somebody's gonna realize, amen, that this is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How can we escape? How can we escape? Amen. I'm just, oh, you can be seated tonight. I just felt the preacher walk into the room. Amen. I'm going to just tell you tonight. Amen. The, the spirits of this world, they have invaded our colleges. And the spirits of this world, they've invaded our military. But I got news for you, devil. I'm going to put you on notice. This is the stronghold of God. And it's going to be a church. I said it's going to be a church when God comes back. Oh, I just feel it, brother. I'm telling you something. They might okay homosexuality in the military and in the college. It ain't all right in the church. I'm just telling you it's a clean church. Some of you could get right with God if you'll get that spirit off of you. Oh, don't tell me I won't, devil. Ain't enough red-eyed devils in hell. Amen, to back me up from preaching this gospel. It's a clean walk. I said it's a clean walk. You're not gonna get out of this world with that spirit on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Amen. I'm just telling you something. It ain't nothing new either. 
Brother, they had it back then. They were dealing with things, spirits back then. And we're dealing, we're not just, we're not dealing with, with flesh and blood tonight. Uh, amen. If it was, there's enough arms strong in here. Take them out behind the building and set them right. Uh, amen. But we're dealing with spirits. Uh, amen. I said we're dealing with spirits. Uh, amen. The devil knows if he can get a spirit on the inside of you. Oh, no, it ain't got to be nothing like that. It can be spirit of uh, bitterness. Uh, it can be spirit of envy and strife uh, and malice and confusion and jealousy just as bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll destroy you. How can we escape? Through the blood of Calvary. That's how. How can we escape, Brother McCain? Amen. Running to an old-fashioned altar of repentance. Amen. And pouring our heart out before God. And coming clean with God. Amen. Can I tell you, he, he said it last night. You're not going to get the Holy Ghost on your conditions. You're going to get it under God's terms. Amen. The moment you get right with God. Amen. The moment true repentance comes into your heart. Amen. God's going to come down and fill you with a baptism of the Holy Ghost how can we escape amen you need to hear I said you need to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church it's still holiness it's still separation from the world the scripture said come out from among the world and be ye separate thus saith the Lord hallelujah not much of a message of separation being preached nowadays hallelujah how are we going to escape? Amen. We're going to follow after this word. That's how. Amen. We're going to stay with the book. Amen. We're going to stay with this word of God. I begin to think this afternoon as I begin to, uh, God begin to give me things and I just begin to write a few things down. If God's angels did not escape, amen, God's plan, amen, who are we to think that we're going to get by? Amen. Who are we to think, amen, that God's going to overlook us and God's just going to let me slide. I got news for you. I had a man ask me. He said, brother, you preaching about a God of love. He said, do you think that God's going to send me to hell? I said, no, sir. I said, you're going to send yourself to hell. Amen. By rebelling against the word of God. By turning down the blood of Calvary. By refusing God's plan of salvation. Hallelujah. I said, you're sending yourself to hell. Hallelujah. The rich man knew too much to die lost. The rich man, the rich man that sat down and he began to say, soul, soul. Brother, he knew there was a soul down on the inside of him. Even he said, soul, soul, take thine ease. Eat and drink. Tear down your barns and build bigger barns. I'm just telling you something no man knows. Amen, what a day may bring forth. Amen, the scripture said, boast not thyself of tomorrow. Amen, that young boy. I'm sure that yesterday he thought he had a lifetime ahead of him. And his family had hopes and dreams dreams and plans but today brother today he is somewhere in eternity amen today amen there is there is a there is there's a finality amen about life I know we don't have just because we're young amen sometimes you think you got a monopoly on life you don't I said you don't amen you gotta get it God's way you got 
to get it God's plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And except the man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 There, there when they met John his disciples on the road, and he asked them, he said, have you been baptized since you believed? And they said, yeah, we were baptized under John's baptism. He said, how did he baptize? And he said, oh, uh, he just baptized with water under a penance. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Uh, amen. They said, we hadn't even heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Uh, I've come to tell somebody tonight, uh, you're living beneath your privilege. Uh, amen. There's a soul-saving Holy Ghost message. Uh, amen. God brought you to hear, amen, this country preacher tonight. Uh, amen. God brought you through the doors of that church uh, that God could throw out a lifeline to you. Uh, hallelujah. And the scripture says, that the first thing he did uh, he baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ uh, hallelujah and he laid hands on them and they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, and the other disciples asked uh, well how do you know they really got it uh, he said I heard them speaking in tongues uh, just like we did uh, I'm just telling you something uh, it's for you don't let the devil tell you it's not Hallelujah. Rich man knew too much to go to hell. Amen. How did he think he was going to escape? And I'm just telling you something tonight. Somewhere in the regions of hell tonight. Amen. Somewhere in the regions of hell. That rich man still cries out. Amen. For just a touch of water on his tongue. A man that had all the pleasures of life. Amen. One day before. A man that had everything going for him. But today he cries out. Not for a glass of water. He said, but if I could just get one drop on my parched tongue, can I tell you, he's still crying out for it tonight. He knew too much to go to hell. There is no escape except by the blood of Calvary. Ananias and Sapphira lost in the greatest Holy Ghost revival in the book of Acts. In the midst of revival. Amen. They lied. They lied. They lied. Can I tell you something? Amen. The devil's a liar. He's a liar yesterday. He's a liar today. And he's a liar tomorrow. And he's telling some of you, some of you, he said, just put it off. Just put it off. You got plenty of time. Just put it off. Amen. You got plenty of time to get right with God. And I feel like telling this right now. I mentioned it a minute ago. I feel like telling somebody tonight. Amen. There's a spirit of bitterness that's got a hold of your life. Amen. Matter of fact, there's four people in here tonight. Amen. You're struggling with bitterness. And I read in a, in a, it's true. Amen, but it's in a book of Greek mythology about one of the greatest gladiators that was ever in the Roman Empire. And he thought himself to be the greatest man that ever lived. And as he stepped out of that arena one day, he said, I'm the, I'm the greatest fighter. I'm the strongest gladiator that's ever been. And there was an old man there. He said, son, he said, you're, you're a good fighter. He said, but do you see that big bronze statue of Hercules? That was the greatest man of all time. 
And that gladiator, there was bitterness got on the inside of him. And he couldn't stand it. And they said that at a night time, he went out and he got a hold of that big statue and began to, began to wrestle with it because of bitterness. Screaming out to that statue of Hercules, I'm better than you are. I'm better than you are. And he said he rocked that statue and it fell on him and pinned him to his death. The thing that you're harboring in your heart, the bitterness that you're holding in your heart is going to be your destruction if you don't lay it on an altar of prayer. How do you think you're going to escape? The things that we harbor in our heart that we can't, that we can't forgive. I've had people say, well, I, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm not going to forget it. You hadn't forgive. You're harboring that bitterness down on the inside of you. I'm telling you, it don't matter where you go. You can change towns. You can change churches. You can change preachers. You can do all of that. But somewhere, you've got to lay that bitterness on an altar. Hallelujah. Somewhere, you don't lay it down. Are you going to pass it down to the next generation? You're going to put it on the hearts of your children. I'm preaching to you tonight. Hallelujah. Felix, the Bible said Felix trembled. When Paul preached to him, Felix trembled. And he said, Paul, when I have a convenient season, I'll call for you. I wish I could tell you it was recorded where he got right with God. But there never was a convenient season. And the devil will tell you, put it off to tomorrow night. Put it off to next week. Put it off to next year. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to look around and you're going to find that you've been pinned to the ground by that thing that's going to destroy you. How do you think you're going to escape? There's a just recompense of reward. You come to the music. I'm not going to preach for just a few minutes tonight. But I'm telling somebody in this house tonight, there's some, there's some things in your life that you need to bring to an altar of prayer. Amen. There's some things on the inside of you that's eating away at you like a cancer and you need to bring it and put it on an altar of prayer. Amen. Felix trembled. Paul, Paul, I'll call for you. I'll call. I'm going to get right with God. You'll see. You'll see. I'm going to get right. I'll find a convenient time. But he never did. Good intentions never saved anybody. I've heard it said many times, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I know every backslider, brother, it's a hope in their mind and in their heart to get back right with God. And I'll tell you tonight, I'm preaching that hope to you. I'm preaching that hope to you. Go to the book of Micah for me. Seventh chapter, 18th and 19th verse. There is a hope for you tonight. But you've got to give heed to the things which you have heard. Paul preached to Felix and then he preached to Agrippa. And I, probably the saddest words in the Bible to me. 
Jesus. When Agrippa told him, he said, Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost thou persuadest me. How many have I preached to? And I've wept, drove hundreds of miles, and I've wept because they didn't move. Only to have them say, almost, almost, you almost got me, preacher. You almost persuaded me. But can I tell you something? God is reaching for you. It ain't a country preacher reaching for you. God's reaching for you. God's speaking to your heart tonight. God's trying to tell you if you had put it in my hands, if you had let your will be broken and put it on this altar tonight. In the book of Micah, I believe it's the seventh chapter, verse 18 and 19. Who is a God like unto thee? That pardoneth iniquities. God, it's God's good desire and pleasure if you'll repent to pardon your iniquities. Scripture goes on to say, and who passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, who delighteth in mercy. Weeping endureth for the night, but joy comes in the morning. If you'd run to this altar of prayer and say, God, God, you're reaching for me tonight. I know who you're reaching for. God, you're speaking to my heart tonight. Some of you have an image that you feel like that you've got to uphold to the world. Can I tell you something? There is no society in hell. That image is not going to mean one thing if you die lost and undone. There's not any societies in hell. It's not going to be any colors or races or creed in hell. Amen. But I'm telling you, I want to escape that. I want to escape that. Read for me. He will turn again. He'll have compassion upon us. He'll subdue all of our iniquities. And cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. You know what that scripture tells me? That only a fool would go to hell. When God's willing to, to forgive your iniquities and your transgressions and that his anger is not going to stay forever. But he looks back on us with eyes of love and compassion. And he casts our sins into that depths of the sea. What kind of God is that? Who is a God like unto thee? This man I was in service with. His name was Zeke. I don't know if I've told it here, but I feel it tonight. We rode many, many miles together. We parted together many, many nights. Then God got a hold of my heart. I was first time that God ever spoke to me. I was in a confinement cell at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. But I'm just telling you, God got a hold of my heart. 
It was a long path, but God brought us in and filled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I told Zeke, we was in our early 20s, I went to him and I told him, I said, man, I said, I got the Holy Ghost. He looked at me and he said, well, let me tell you something, Reb. That's what he called me. He said, you can't hang with me no more. He said, you can't do what we've been doing and keep this Holy Ghost. He said, my mama died in the faith. I never knew it, but he was a backslider. He knew. He knew. Time went, and we went our separate ways, and I'd preach on the radio, and without fail, he would call. And he'd say, Preacher, he said, you got all over my toes this morning. He said, you really... He said, you preached to me. He said, you got all over my toes. And I'd tell him, I said, Zeke, I'm not after your toes. I said, I'm after your heart. I'd see him on the street. He'd come across the street, hug my neck, and he'd tell me, he said, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. He said, just keep, keep preaching that truth. He said, just keep preaching that truth. And I'd say, Zeke, you need to come to church with me. I'm coming. I'm coming. He said, I'll show you one day what living for God's all about. He said, I, I, I'm coming. He had the very best of intentions. But I'm asking you tonight, how do you think you're going to escape if you're not right with God? I got a phone call from him. It's been two years now. He said, preacher, I need to talk to you. I said, sure. And I had all the hopes in the world that he was fixing to make a turnaround told me where he was living and I pulled up there and as I knocked on the door went in there sat Zeke just a pair of blue jeans on no shirt I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what the ravages of sin and cancer had done to him just a just a piece of the man that I once knew just a, just a fraction of the man. And he looked at me and I could see the fear in his eyes. And he said, preacher, he said, I'm in trouble. And he said, what I called you for. He said, I want you to preach my funeral. And I said, Zeke, I said, let me pray for you. I said, let's don't make no funeral plans. I said, let's pray. And he said, I've wasted the grace of God. I've wasted it. The scripture said that there is a measure of faith. It also says there is a measure of grace. If you're looking for it, it's in Ephesians 1 and 7 and 4 and 7. But I'm just telling you something. He wasted it. He just kept every time. God was pouring out grace on his life. I prayed for him. We prayed. I never felt like it got any higher than the ceiling of that room. And he said, I, I, I want you to preach my funeral. And I said, Zeke, what am I going to tell your boys? What am I going to tell them? 
You had every opportunity in the world to get right with God. What am I going to tell your boys? He said, tell them the truth. Tell them I died like a fool died. How do you think you're going to escape if you neglect so great a salvation? Three weeks from that day, I preached his funeral. And I had told him, I visited him almost every day. Tried to get him to pray. I told him, I said, Zeke, you need to remember you've blazed a trail that them boys is going to follow you. There's some mamas and daddies in here tonight. You need to remember something. You're blazing a trail that your children's going to follow you. You need to make sure that every step's for God. You need to make sure that every step is in the right direction. I feel it tonight on poem that I got. Find it. Zeke had every opportunity to get right with God. He knew too much. He knew too much to die lost. An old man going a long highway came at evening cold and gray to a chasm vast and deep and wide through which was flowing a sullen tide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim. The sullen stream had no fears for him. But he turned when he was safe on the other side and he built a bridge to span the tide. Old man said a fellow pilgrim near, you're wasting your strength and time building here. Your journey will end with the closing of day. You never again will pass this way. You've already crossed the chasm deep and wide. Why build you this bridge at evening tide? The builder lifted his old gray head. Good friend in the path I have come, he said. There followeth after me today a youth whose feet must also pass this way. This chasm that has been naught to me, to that fair-haired youth may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I'm building this bridge for him. I'm asking you tonight, what kind of bridge are you building for your children? What kind of bridge are you building that your children's going to have a way to the cross, a way to Calvary? As this church stands tonight, I had a, had a vision years ago and I had it again today of the sun going down. It was, it was a broom, like a broom sage field. There was a huge cross and that sun was going down, going down on that cross. Somebody's living in the evening time. Sun's fixing to go down. Somebody needs to make their way to this altar tonight.
I hadn't preached fast. I wanted to preach where you could hear every word tonight because God's reaching for your heart. God's trying to reach for you and pull for you tonight. Amen. God loves you enough. He don't want you to go to hell. But how do you think you're going to escape if you neglect so great a salvation? These altars are open right now. Without further delay, these altars are open. And you're either ready right now for heaven or you're ready for hell. And if you got things in your life that you know that's not right with God, you need to run to this altar tonight. Some of you has made a good start this week. You need to finish the work in this altar. Some, to, some you've held back and held onto that pew and the devil's told you, wait for that convenient season. I'm telling you, you need to be man enough tonight to step out and say, I'm fixing to live for God. I'm going to build a bridge that my children can follow me and be saved. These altars are open tonight if you come. All over the building, you need to come. All over the building. These people here tonight, you're being weighed in the balance. Passing a test tonight, you need to come. Come on. Come on. If you're a visitor here tonight, you still need to come. You're welcome to come and pray with us tonight if you'd come. Except a man be born again of the water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. How can we escape? How can we escape if we neglect so great salvation? your compassion, your mercy, and grace. Hallelujah for a genuine move of the Holy Ghost, a genuine stir of the power of God in our hearts. Jesus, 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 you know where we stand in this house. God, your love and grace and mercy would move upon this congregation and into every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place. Jesus, only you, with the power of your word and your spirit, is has drawn us to this place tonight. God, you do the work in their hearts. You do a work in their spirits. You do a work in their minds. You do a work in their lives tonight. With honesty and with sincerity gripping God. Moving in this place and moving upon our minds and our lives in the precious
have to ask anybody else about the Holy Ghost that my Jesus is giving away. It's for you, it's for you, it's for your children, and their children too. It's something like nothing else can do. It's Acts, the second chapter, you can read it for yourself. You don't have to ask anybody else about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. It's for you, it's for you, it's for your children, all your children, that children too, it's something like nothing else to do. In Acts, the second chapter, you can read it for yourself, you don't have to ask anybody else about the Holy Ghost that my Jesus is giving away. Yes, it's for me, it's for you, it's for your children.
God, thank you, Jesus. 